Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. So there's a deal that's close. A lot changed Friday. Uh, McCarthy came out and said, today is going to blow your mind. It's going to be a lot of big news to be made. Things are changing. Things are moving. That is exactly what happened. Joining me now to talk about this uh, is now, I feel like you're, we're best friends, Kerry Pickett, Senior Congressional Reporter, Washington Times. Uh, Kerry, this morning you could see that Kevin McCarthy had some hope, I think, in his eyes. He walked through. It was a lot different demeanor than yesterday. He said that today was going to be shocking for many. And then that vote happened, and a lot of the people that were in that group of 20 that were holding out switched. Walk us through this. That's right. So we have now about... uh I think they're about 15 uh, holdouts who basically came on over to McCarthy's side. These included uh, Chip Roy, for example, who led these uh, former holdouts. He was the lead negotiator uh, who, along with uh, Byron Donalds, uh, he was also co-negotiating with uh, Chip Roy, talking to the uh, pro-McCarthy faction uh, basically kind of representing this group, uh, telling uh, them like what they were looking for in order to bring this big group over. So the so basically the whole strategy here late last night was for uh, McCarthy and company to uh, shake loose the uh, you know ginormous faction and bring them over to his side and then deal with the tinier faction. Uh, which we are seeing right now, which is about six people. Uh, and so, like, and and that's where we are today. Well, and, and let's talk about these six people because they're going to reconvene Friday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Why was that time picked? Um, is that how long they thought they needed to probably get with these six and figure out what they can do? Because, look, it may, I mean, this is a significant gain overnight, uh, it, flipping 14 of these basically 21 Republican holdouts. One of them was basically not voting, just present uh, mm-hmm. in, in the 12th round of voting. 
He got 213. That's a good number for him. The Democratic leader received 2011, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. And then you had these seven Republicans voted for another candidate and three members were absent. Now, there's also an X factor here with these absent. Explain what happens, because apparently one of those that was absent is flying back for the vote tonight. Is that part of the reason why they picked so late? That's right. Uh, yeah, like Wesley Hunt, uh, who uh, who wasn't available. Uh, there was also, you have, you have Ken Buck, uh, who wasn't available. So they need to be on the floor in order to, to, to a vote. So once we get these two Republican members to uh, come to the floor, that's going to make a, 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 a big difference. And, uh, you know, now they have to deal with these uh, holdouts, though. They need to at least flip two of them. And then the others, uh, you know, this is an issue of getting at least three of them to maybe vote present if, if a McCarthy is just too, uh, too rotten for, for them to even, uh, you know, come around to vote for. But, you know, this is an issue for them to uh, say, look, if you guys don't want to vote for him, then just vote present. Yeah. And uh, but this is uh, but they need to flip at least two of them. It, who are the most likely to be flipped if, if, in these two? Uh, if you're looking at this list of seven uh, and, and you're saying, all right, I got these seven Republicans. I need two of them uh, to be flipped. Where do you start on that list? Which ones do you think are, are the are the most likely? I'm going to throw this out there based on some conversations that I've had with some different members over the last mm-hmm. hour and a half, there are actually several that think they believe Bobert could be one of those. I think Bobert definitely could be one of those. She is one of the newest. She she was a, a you know this is going to be her sophomore term, and she's someone who is extraordinarily amb- ambitious. She is uh, looking to you know uh, saying, hey, I want a. Uh, you know, I would love to at least get some sort of a, you know, subcommittee chairmanship at some point. I, I'd love to uh, get myself somewhere important. And, uh, you know, you can, you can tell that she wants to uh, go places. And uh, if she ends up putting herself into a bad spot, uh, that could, uh, you know, this can only go on for so long for her. Let's talk about the people I think that you'll never get. One of those is Matt Gates. Uh, is there? Right. Could there be movement with Andy Biggs? Could there be movement with Representative Matt oh, Rosendell? Yeah. Could there be movement with Representative Bob Good? Or is he in the? I've heard from several that Gates and Good are two of the guys that probably will never move. I think Gates and Good are probably never going to move. Um, but uh, Eli Crane, he is a new member, and. Uh, I would, I'd be surprised that as a freshman, uh, you know, it, it would be very bizarre if your very first uh, week in office that you are going to pretty much say, I'm going to just hold my breath and, and not uh, vote for the guy who is going to be directing things around here. But. What yeah. was the what was the deal? How did so many of these get changed so quick? And my, my guess with me uh, is a, a new best friend of the show, Kerry uh, Pickett, senior congressional correspondent uh, for the Washington Times. What was the big change that happened last night? What is this deal and who gets what? Okay, 
I want to I want to be very clear here um, as far as you know that fact that a lot of interesting things, a lot of uh, things have 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 changed as a result of these uh, twenty holdouts uh, have have really made some big changes, including getting um, more conservatives uh, onto the uh, rules committee. Okay, um, because now why is that important? Because Anytime you have, you know, members over on the House side who end up going to a go vote, they first have to have uh, members of the Rules Committee lay out whether or not there's going to be votes on, on, on like, amendments or whether or not there's going to be open amendments, whether or not there's going to be, you know, the, like the Rules Committee basically lays out what they're going to be voting on, okay? And that's a very, very powerful committee. People don't realize how powerful the Rules Committee is. And very often, if ever, they don't have cons- you know, very many conservatives on that committee. So they, they end up not having, like, an open amendment process. People can't call for amendments from, from the floor. And so conservatives very often get, like, kind of blocked out from that committee, or there's not many conservatives on that committee. And so now there's going to be at least three seats for Freedom Caucus members on that committee, and that's a big deal. So for all the uh, name-calling uh, and, like, insults that these uh, holdouts sort of put up with being called terrorists, which, which I thought was kind of stupid uh, and, and really bad, or calling them Yeah, that, that may have been one of the dumbest lines in the history of Dan Crenshaw's career, uh, it, yeah. it was to call people of his own party terrorists that way. He And that was, a, I think, and also a really dumb move for Kevin McCarthy to be using him as basically a surrogate out there every day on TV. And that was yeah. the messaging. I think there's going to be hell to pay down the road for that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know what? You can criticize them and say, hey, guys, come on. You're holding things up. This isn't right. But, okay, fine. I get that. But you know what? To be calling them terrorists or to be calling them blackmailers, I don't think that was right. Let's talk about these appropriations, earmarks, these types of things. This is real money that is spent, taxpayer dollars spent, uh, that turns into trillion-dollar deficits that now Republicans will have a lot more control over. That's right. Um, One of the things that Republicans want to uh, kind of reverse is they want to start uh, banning earmarks again. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're going to do this, but you know, just to remind everyone, in earmark, it's a, a provision that's uh, inserted into discretionary spending on these uh, on these appropriation bills. This uh, directs funds into uh, in, into specific bills, while they it kind of circumvents the whole merit-based or uh, competitive funds allocation process. So it's just pork barrel spending, is what it is. Okay. Uh, it's so like uh, you, you have lawmakers can pretty much uh, have like all this funding into their pet projects and they can say, hey, look at this. We just built a community center just for you. See? And, and, and it happens to have my name on it, right? I mean, that's yeah, that. Welcome to the yeah. name on it. Exactly. And but. Ultimately, though, um, I mean, the, 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 the Democrats brought it back, but they, like, capped it at, like, a certain... I mean, like, they, like, brought it back in, like, another way, but uh, 
and they banned it uh, for and, and they banned it for like ten years. But the Democrats brought it back like like two years ago, I think it was. I don't have the the the, the exact number, but Republicans want to ban it again. Um, and so there's been some fight over exactly how to do it, but apparently they, uh, there's been some talk about that. Uh, the appropriations process, uh, I don't have the exact details on how they're doing that, but one thing they want to do is, is make sure that it's done under regular order. Now, there's been some big fight then um, between Republicans and Democrats over, oh, no, there's always been regular order. Now, what is regular order? It, uh, they want to make sure that Every bill is put through is put through the committee process. That everything is marked up properly. That the appropriations process is actually done properly. That that it's actually put through the committee process. That it's not just brought to the to, to the floor like two hours like 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 before the vote. Basically, we we were trying to get rid of the we don't know what's in the bill until after we pass the bill type of exactly. governance, which is exactly what we've been having. Exactly. And uh, have have they achieved that? Well, you know, uh, apparently uh, it appears that way. But once again, we don't have the details just yet because they have been very coy about it. Kevin McCarthy did come out. This was uh, something that he said moments ago. Very optimistic sounding. Uh, this is, again, after they uh, adjourn until this evening. I want you to hear Kevin McCarthy in his own words. Oh, Lisa, oh. Um, I think you saw we made some very good progress. Uh, we'll come back tonight. I believe at that time we'll have the votes to finish this once and for all. It just reminds me of what my father always told me. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And now we have to finish for the American public. What was the turnaround? What was the breaking point in these negotiations? I think getting together and um, just finding the ability to how are we all going to work together. It's, it's new for us, one, being in the majority, but being in a, a tight majority. I think at the end of the day, we're going to be more effective, more efficient, and it definitely government's going to be more accountable. How worried are you that you need to... See, this is the great part. Because it took this long, now we learned how to govern. So now we'll be able to get the job done. Thank you all very much. See you later. Yeah, I, I do believe there could be some truth to that that he just said. Yeah. I mean, this is this was a a a real changing. I would at least say the next for the next probably six months of how Washington's going to work on the House side, and and it's also I think a shot across the bow to the establishment and the rhinos and kind of the swamp that mm. with these new members we're not going to we're willing to go nuclear if you try to run over us. Exactly. You, you are exactly right, Ben. This had a lot to do uh, with the whole spending issue, with the whole, you know, how things have been done for you know, years and years and years in Washington. My colleague, Charlie Hurt, you know, pointed this out uh, previously, that the reason why a lot of lawmakers and, and a lot of the lobbyists as well were were so angry with these 20 was because they could see that they were making demands that were going to shake things up and start trimming things down, and they didn't like that. You know, one of the things I was talking earlier with Senator Ted Cruz, and, and we, were, we were talking about how much money this uh, last several days could actually save the American people. And it, is, it could be massive, the amount of money that could be saved just by having this type of order. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And and once again, uh, for they were being insulted. They were being insulted for it. You know, they were being called uh, you know just horrible names for it. And in the end, uh, people are are going to thank them for uh, holding out. Yeah, it's going to be very big. All right, let's talk about these names. Lastly, uh, when we go into this vote, uh, you, you got to have two different votes that can team up. Uh, with McCarthy or Switch, these are your, again, you go with Bobert, Biggs, Crane, Gates, Good, uh, uh, Rosendale. Which one of these two are your guts, if you had to guess right now, would be the ones that switch? I think it's going to be Bobert and Crane. Um, and uh, I think eventually Rosendale. I, 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 it's so funny. You and I totally agree on this one. And I think Bobert's going to shock a lot of people. But I think she's pretty smart now and realizes, okay, that the holdout ship is about to sink. You can either be the bravest captain of all and walk away with this massive victory and jump onto a bigger boat, uh, or you can go down with this ship, and what's the point of doing that at this point since so much has been done and changed? I, I just think, I, I hope that she's smart enough to realize that. She's very close with Matt Gates, uh, and, and you got to wonder how much influence Matt's going to have over her. Right, right, because here's the thing. Gates has already made a brand name for himself, okay? He's already kind of set himself up. Uh, Bobert is kind of just, Bobert's kind of just started out, you see? Sure. And here's something else, too. Gates won his reelection by a huge, huge margin. She didn't. Yeah, she barely, I mean, we're talking 100-plus votes. Yeah, yeah. She did not win her election by very much. Gates doesn't have to worry about his reelection. He doesn't. Yeah. She does. She does. She's in a very different district. She's in a different state. One's from Florida. One's from Colorado. Uh, and at, at, at one point during that race, they had actually called it for her opponent uh, that she had right. lost. Then they moved it back to too close to call. And then she ended up winning uh, that race barely. So you would think that would wake up to this reality. Her, her political reality is very different than Matt Gates. Uh, is there, what's going to happen to, to people like Gates in your opinion quickly after all this is done? I mean, he doesn't budge. Maybe some of these others don't budge. Think, what does it look I like for Gates, them? I think Gates is going to be just fine. Um, seriously. Look, there's always going to be thorns in the side of the speaker. Okay there will always be uh, lawmakers like Matt Gates who are always going to be, you know, throwing spears at, at, at the speaker. And so be it. That's how it goes. We are, you know, this is the rep- representative Republic that we live in. And, and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and that's why we are who we are. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to watch. I appreciate your time. Thank you again. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. Find me on Twitter, Carrie Pickett, K-E-R-R-Y-P-I-C-K-E-T. She'll be tweeting. I can promise you during the votes. Carrie, thank you as always. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fourteen House GOP members have flipped to support Kevin McCarthy in the 12th speaker vote. MSNBC, I love playing the crazies. They put it this way right after it happened. This extremely high stakes, almost heart stopping drama continues to unfold on the House floor as Kevin McCarthy did manage to flip 14 previous no votes. But again, on the 12th ballot, failed to lock down the speakership. I want to go back to Steve Kornacki at the big board because, Steve, there is an adjustment to be made in the numbers that is important as we look at the rest of the day. Yeah, and as our Ali Vitali was reminding us off the year, for the first time, there's a, and you can see it in that scoreboard there, notice that Hakeem Jeffries finished with 211 votes. He's been getting 212 on all previous ballots. That's because for the first time, Democrats didn't have perfect attendance. David Trone of Maryland was not there, is not in the chamber. We already know there's two Republican absences as well. And remember, there is a vacant House seat. So what that means is that you have 400, uh, let me get this pen going, you have 431 votes that were cast in this speaker's race. And you need 50% plus one to become speaker. So that sets a magic number. With this constitution of the House, that sets a magic number of 216. Okay, 216. And Kevin McCarthy's finishing here with 213 on this ballot. So we've been saying four. What he needs, three. Three of the seven remaining holdouts, he needs to flip over and win over. If he can get them, he gets to 216. So, again, he needs three from Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Eli Crane, Matt Gates, Bob Good, Andy Harris, Matt Rosendale. That's the list he's operating under here. He needs three of them to flip, and he can hit that magic number. That's all he needs. He just needs to flip those, any one of those, or two of those, I should say. Now, there's also an X factor here on if people are not present, so you understand that. Uh, We are also, um, this is, again, some new news that we're getting right now from the GOP leader. McCarthy's offer to GOP holdouts is this. House Republicans will adopt a physical year 24 budget resolution that balances in 10 years, including long-term reforms to budget process and mandatory spending programs. It would also cap the fiscal year 24 discretionary spending at enacted 22 levels or lower. Quote, we will reject any negotiations with the Senate unless and until they pass appropriations bills of their own and will reject any Senate passed appropriations bills that do not comply with the House passed budget resolution and reduce non-defense discretionary spending. We will not agree, quote, to a debt limit increase absent a discretionary budget ag- budgetary agreement in line with the House passed budget resolution or other uh, fiscal reforms to reduce and cap the growth of spending. Also, prohibit consideration of any bill 
that has the net effect of increasing direct spending without greater or equal offsets and create a new floor point of order against unauthorized appropriations in a general appropriations bill in excess of the most recent levels enacted. This is big. Um, it, it, these, are, these are what we were fighting for over the last several days. This is going to save this country billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. This is massive. Uh, this is, if you're a taxpayer, you should love what I just told you. Um, I, I mean, this is a, this is a, a no brainer here for success. Uh, it, it, it is, it is a, a exactly what went many people, um, had said they were going to do. They were going to hold out. Um, uh, Chip Roy is a great example of this. Chip said, I'm going to hold out until we get a deal that is good for the American people when it comes to spending. Uh, these who vote against him, again, he's got to flip a couple of these. He's got to flip either Andy Biggs, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, Representative uh, Matt Rosendale, Bob Good, Andy Harris, or, or Eli Crane. Abstaining during the vote included Representatives David Throne, Democrat from Maryland, Ken Buck, Republican Colorado, and Wesley Hunt, Republican from Texas. Hunt flew back to Texas today to be with his family after he announced a few days ago that he and his wife had just had a baby who was born prematurely. Absences affect the overall total needed to win, and depending on who is absent in the coming votes, which are expected to continue tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern, and could go through the weekend and next week, McCarthy may only need a couple more Republicans to flip their vote to reach the 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 the, the majority the requisite majority and clinch the speakership now one of those who flipped donald's who asked if he was confident mccarthy would become speaker and donald replied yes i am to abc news i just a moment ago um representative scott perry tweeted out we're at a turning point of negotiating good faith with one purpose to restore the people's house back to its rightful owners the framework for an agreement is in place, so in a good faith effort, I vote to restore the People's House by voting for GOP leader McCarthy. So this is significant movement that we're witnessing right now. You could hear it in the way that MSNBC is reporting it, see it in the same way. They're not excited, by the way, about this happening. They wanted this to turn into total chaos. They're also, by the way, angry that we're not covering the other story they're obsessed with, and that is January the 6th. Um, January 6th is, if you look at your calendars today, now it doesn't seem significant like 9-11 because it shouldn't be significant like 9-11. But the Democrats wanted to still take a moment today. They had a press conference. The president talked about it. And this is what they said about this on CNN. While they were counting votes on the 13th ballot, McCarthy, uh, uh, you know, on the 13th ballot, right, flipping these people. And instead of doing that and telling you who's flipping, CNN had this to say with the propaganda. A somber split screen today. Uh, we're uh, going to go right now uh, to show what's going on on the floor. And then, of course, on the other side, um, on, on your right of the screen, chaos is... Uh, going on um, and then that is handcuffing that chaos is handcuffing congress Anderson. republicans sputtering towards Jefferson. maybe or maybe not electing Fluker. a house speaker 
on the left side of your screen, McCarthy. this is a moment marking uh, the anniversary of Jeff a day that threatened to end the American experiment in many ways. President Jeff Biden uh, is paying okay. tribute to those who put their lives on the line uh, as the mob invaded the U.S. Jeff Capitol and honoring Jeff individuals uh, who McCarthy. did everything they could to maintain the integrity Presley. of the election. President Biden is going to be speaking shortly, Jeff and we will bring that to you live when that happens uh, I, th- this part it, it really does make me laugh it, 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 you can hear it they want this to be a 9-11 moment but they just don't know how to get it there right like they want it so badly to be a 9-11 type memorial day january the 6th where they act like the american experience almost was just uh it, it, you know it, it was it was almost taken from us it was not almost taken from us. Those on January the 6th who were, the, were, who were idiots deserved to go to jail for what they did. But this was not a moment that threatened our democracy. Uh, our democracy isn't that fragile where people that decide to overrun without weapons. All right, let's be clear. The Capitol um, in, in this spontaneous, you know, horrific event, yes, but to act like America's just teetering that way is absurd. I mean, look at the civil war that's just broken out in Mexico between the drug cartels and the government. And they're not even claiming it's teetering down there yet. And they're actually attacking and taking people hostage and kidnapping people. So th- this idea that last, you know, on January the 6th, that the whole entire United States of America was about to cease to exist the way that they're saying this on TV. They just look like they're idiots when they say it this way. I, I, I mean, you know, that, that's what it is. Sonny Hostin on The View blamed the DOJ for the speaker gridlock saying we need to actually arrest the holdouts for January the 6th trying to connect the two. On The View, Sonny Hostin blamed the Department of Justice for the speaker gridlock and said we need to arrest the holdouts for January the 6th. Not a joke. Listen to this. But I got to say, I think the reason that these election deniers that are still in Congress um, are holding their party hostage is because there has been no accountability for January 6th. I think that is why uh, they have the power that they have. And it's shameful that the Justice Department, Well, there have been for some people who were interested. Some people, I mean, there have been, you know, 900 uh, some odd people. Um, that have been prosecuted for, yeah. for crimes but not, the six, but not the powerful ones and not the enablers and not the chief orchestrator of yeah. it, Donald J. Trump. Right. I mean, yeah. he needs to go to jail. And as I said with um, uh, Representative Schiff yesterday, as a former prosecutor, I would have had enough evidence last year to go forward. So why I don't know why the dragging of the feet. What's all politicking? Like what? It's, it's, Must it's, be. It's well, not about the, the people. Why about... would the Justice Department need to do politics? Well, they've, they've appointed a special counsel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have all the evidence. They've been conducting a parallel investigation. <laughs> I don't know from a legal standpoint what more they need. They already have criminal referrals for the enablers. They have criminal referrals for this president. They have all these points of, of election uh, reform that they should take up immediately uh-huh. and no one's really doing anything it's it's and that's that's why everyone i mean these people are insane i think the reason that these election deniers are still in congress are holding their party hostage because 
There's been no accountability for January 6th. They should be arrested. All the holdouts should be arrested. What? Because now and think about what they're advocating for on ABC. They're saying that if you stand up for what you believe in while a member of Congress, the Department of Justice should just be able to walk in like the Gestapo and just arrest you and drag you from your office, drag you from the floor of the House and just say, well, we didn't like what you were saying. You didn't vote the way we wanted you to vote. Now you understand why the deep state is so it has become so toxic. Now you now you understand why the deep state believes they can just arrest or do whatever the hell they want to do with anybody. This is why. This is exactly why they believe that this is what they can always get get you know done with. And, and there was something else that happened today that just also made me laugh. If January the 6th is the equivalent of 9-11, which is what the media wants you to believe and Democrats have said, then why did the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, forget the date January 6th and call it July 6th? That actually happened today, right? I, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's real. Like, this, this is a president who wants you to believe that what happened on January the 6th, the U.S. Capitol, is e- exactly the same thing. As 9-11, but he can't even get the date right. That's how ridiculous it is. If I can halt for a second and just say to you, the impact what happened on July the 6th had international repercussions beyond what I think any of you can fully understand. July 6th, folks. That's, I, I, I got to Google that and see what happened on July 6th because apparently July 6th is the new most important day in American history. July 6th. That's the one that's going to go down in infamy in this country. Just remember, with all of these stories we're talking about, whether it's the border and, you know, Biden going to the border, whether it's the speaker thing, they always tell you everything's doom and gloom or better than it is, depending on what their narrative they need it to be. There's been no problem at the border. Now they're saying there's a problem at the border, but the president's going to fix it. While yesterday they're saying there's no problem at the border. They keep telling you it's a secure border, and we know it's not a secure border. Now he's saying it's not a secure border, but they're going to secure the border. It's absurd. The media is no different than the Democratic Party. Never forget that. All right, we'll keep you updated on the speaker's race. Make sure you hit that subscribe or auto-download button to our podcast. We've been putting out multiple podcasts a day to cover this for you the best that we can, and we will see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.